KLYT. This is ABQ Connect. KLYT, it's time for our Friday financial update on ABQ Connect with Brian Cochran at John Moore Associates. Uh, as always, we encourage you to check out the Insights tab at johnmoore.com. Welcome on to the broadcast. Uh, Brian Cochran, thanks for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Glad to be here. So uh, you were talking off the air. Finally, some good news to talk about. Yeah, we've actually had pretty positive investment markets for the last several weeks, which has yeah, some people excited, some people just maybe more put at ease after uh, you know a stressful couple of years of market ups and downs. Uh, and then this week, we had a nice leap in the markets uh, started on Wednesday because the Federal Reserve announcements came out and uh, the Fed chairman uh, basically signaled that we might see some relief on interest rates in 2024. We may actually see interest rates decline a bit after taking a big spike the last couple of years. So uh, for those, uh, I guess that would be for uh, real estate and, and you know, any loans as far as that goes. Uh, but, uh, and then if the market's going up, well, for people like me that don't even go and look at their <laughs> 403B or their 401K, it's just, all right, well, cool. Well, while the interest is, or, you know, while it's gaining, uh, get interest on interest and uh, uh, good things to end 2023, hopefully. Yeah, and we'll see how the last couple of weeks of the year shake out. But right now, there's definitely a lot of positive momentum in markets. Uh, and basically, the theme here is that the Federal Reserve has been punishing the economy, slowing the economy to fight inflation. And the signals from the Fed are that there's enough good news about the decline in inflation that um, they may uh, again be able to slow down that process and, and maybe decrease rates a little bit. And just as a reminder, when the Federal Reserve talks about changing interest rates higher or lower, their biggest impact is on the very short end of of debt. So things that turn over quickly, and that would be things like credit cards. Uh, your home equity line of credit that might be a variable rate. Ah. Um, you know, the rate on your savings and money markets and CDs, things like that are all impacted the most by the Fed funds rate. The more long-term debts like your 15 or 30-year mortgage are dictated more by the longer-term bond market. Um, and that also saw rates decrease already. So the Federal Reserve has not cut rates yet. But what happens is the bond market prices the anticipated Federal Reserve movements. So we've already seen some relief. So what does that mean? That means if you are in the market for a home right now, the rates you see next week might be lower than what we've seen the last several months. Uh, we saw mortgages peak on a 30-year mortgage around 8%, and now we might see mortgages down to you know 7% or maybe even a little bit less if the bond market continues to rally. Now, eventually, I, I, will, I will learn <laughs> what what these indications mean now, Brian? What I do want to ask uh, is, what might people, uh, what you know, what missteps might they take uh, when getting this news of you know action from the Fed? Well, people see up markets, so both stocks and bonds jumped higher in price uh, on this news. So sometimes people trade sort of after the news. So. Um, what the markets do, they're very efficient. So by the time the Federal Reserve announcement was finished, the market had already moved up significantly. So people see that the next day or the next week or the next month. They go, oh, look at markets are up. That's exciting. I should get in if they're going to be making money. So I think one thing is if you're a long-term investor, you know, short-term news like this is not a good reason to completely change your process. 
the types of investors that are buying the markets on this news are people a lot of times who are trading intraday, meaning that they're buying and selling on the same day and they end the day at cash. So they're trading very short term. Their timeline might be minutes or hours, whereas yours might be decades. So don't get too excited and change your process just because you see a couple good days in the markets. You know, there's still plenty of risks in the market in the short term. So we don't want to get overexcited and, and take more risk than is reasonable. Well, now on that account, I have learned, and like I said, I, you know, I honestly don't go look, I have no plans to do anything with, uh, where my money's going <laughs> anytime soon. So, uh, just kind of, uh, let it keep accruing. And, uh, you know, Brian, the other thing to touch on, I think as, as we get closer and closer to the end of the year, you know, we're well past giving Tuesday, uh, but there's still time before the end of the year for that end of year giving. Absolutely. And giving cash is the easiest thing, but especially with markets jumping up here in the last six weeks or so. And like we just talked about, even in the last couple of days, uh, we're big proponents of giving appreciated assets. So if you have owned stocks during this rally and those stocks have gone up in value, you can actually give away a stock rather than a check. And uh, most charities are prepared to receive that stock. And then they sell the stock. They don't have to pay the capital gains taxes for that appreciation. So if you own stocks outside of an IRA, uh, that's a great way to give. We're doing a lot of that for our clients. Um, and with that generosity, our John Moore Associates clients will give over about $5.5 million this year, mostly from stocks that have gone up in value. So great way to give. So if you are making money in this market and you want to be generous, that's something you can consider. And we do a lot of that through our partners with uh, National Christian Foundation, who help facilitate uh, gifts through donor advised funds, which is like a charitable checking account. So you can actually give your appreciated stocks to those accounts. So, you know, thinking beyond just writing checks for those who have investments they might give. Well, and uh, um, the nonprofits that are receiving the, the gifts uh, don't pay the capital gains. Neither do you. Right. So you get a deduction for the fair market value of that stock that you donate. So you still get a deduction as if you've written a check. And then the charity sells the stock. They get to use those proceeds for their mission. And then uh, you get the deduction. They don't pay the tax on the gain. So it's another way that's it's almost like a double tax benefit. You know, you avoid the capital gain and you enjoy the deduction. All right. And Brian, uh, before we go, uh, we, we always, of course, highlight the insights tab at johnmore.com, a free resource uh, to all logging onto the website. Uh, what uh, what would you highlight there? Yeah, we have some articles there on year and giving. Uh, we also have um, a piece about uh, financial planning for younger people. We had that wonderful one-hour session with Bethany Filer. She wrote a fabulous blog post on that topic. So if, if you're a listener in, in their 20s or 30s, kind of getting started financially, that's a good piece. Or if you have children or grandchildren, that's something you can grab and send to them. It has some inspiration about you know, setting financial goals and, and where do you start when you're just getting launched financially. All right, very good. Well, Brian Cochran from John Moore Associates, always appreciate your time on the Friday Financial Update. Look forward to hearing from you again next week. Sounds good. All right, have a great weekend. Join us Monday, 1 o'clock on ABQ Connect.